You're listening to NBS Cast with your host, Rachel Edwards. Welcome back to NBS Cast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm your co-host, Tommy. And today, I am so excited because we get to talk to another one of our friends here at NBS about their hobby or special interest. And we have a super special guest today, don't we, Tommy? Yes, we really do. We do. We get to interview our friend on the team, Sarah Randall, about, well, I'll let her tell you what she's going to talk to you about. So say hi, Sarah. Hey, everyone. Hey, we're so happy you're here. So if you could officially introduce yourself, tell us your whole name, how long you've been with NBS and your current position so all of our listeners can get to know you a little better, that would be great. Yeah. Um, I'm Sarah Randall. I've been with NBS for five years and am the in-app help administrator for the online help and communication team. Um, I create online help content within the product uh, to provide tips, walkthroughs, and announcements for our clients. Sarah, what hobby are you here to talk to us about today? I am here to tell you about the wonderful world of cozy games. That's awesome. I can't wait. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) So I'll be honest, this is a little topic of interest between the three of us. Sarah does an excellent job of helping our team out, not only with all of the wonderful in-app help things, but she also helps with the interns as well. And as you all know, as listeners, Tommy is our traditional intern on the team. So we've had several conversations already about Cozy Games, and I'm so excited to get to just bring this out to the rest of the company. So Sarah, for all of our listeners out there, tell us what exactly are Cozy Games? And can you specify what kind of games or gaming we're talking about as well? Yeah. So Cozy Games is um, just a video game that gives you warm and fuzzy feelings. Whatever the actual content may be of the game, uh, Cozy Games just make you want to like curl up with a blanket and fully immerse yourself um, in this world where you just feel at home and have total control. Well, I shouldn't say total control. It depends on the game you're playing. <laughs> um, but, but these kind of games really just like inspire people to take things slow and enjoy the cozier things in life. Um, You know, typically they're very mellow and have like little to no combat, uh, usually a charming art style and always wraps its purpose around a wholesome story. Um, Mm. And they've become so popular in recent years too, that there are thousands of online communities to connect with. If you want to learn more, Um, I don't even really want to admit how many Facebook groups and subreddits I follow and read daily. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I didn't even know that cozy game or cozy was a genre for video games until a few years ago. And then it's just really blown up. Well, I don't think it was a genre until just a few years ago. So, I mean, when I think of video games, I'm going to date myself a little bit here, but I think back to like the first Nintendo system and playing Mario Brothers or Kirby or, you know, more platformer style games where you have an end goal of just trying to jump all over everything and do a final boss battle. And cozy games, I mean, they can have some of those elements, but it's not really about that. Right, Sarah? Absolutely. Yeah. And and I can relate to I definitely grew up on the N64 and I was mm. never, never good at those games, even though I loved playing <laughs> them. Um, Tetris, I had a, you know, it was better for me, but uh, definitely like Super Smash Bros. I had no hope, especially against my older brother. Um, <laughs> but I, I can relate to because I want to say it was like 
2003 or so, um, where I really found cozy games, uh, mm-hmm. you know, of course, before the genre even existed. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's when I found it and really was playing like Harvest Moon, It's a Wonderful Life and the Animal Crossing that comes on the GameCube. Wow. I was two years old in 2003. That's crazy. Tommy, I don't be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that I have much against it. You know, I was what? In 2003, I was in third grade. So... But still, <laughs> shut up, Tommy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, no, I'm not even going to say how old I was in 2003. So we'll just move on. <laughs> All right, I guess we'll move on then. Uh, Sarah, what uh, what gaming systems do you use to play them, or what's your preferred way to play? Uh, so my preferred way to play right now um, is the Nintendo Switch. I sink so much time into it, uh, and and it's not ever just with one game either. There's a few that I play uh, that I'll mention a little bit later. Uh, But I would say I definitely started on the GameCube. I spent all my time on the Switch. But it's good, though, that almost every system has a game, like a cozy game of its own. Like in some popular ones are like just your PC, like on your laptop and using Steam. Um, You know, Nintendo, they're massive. PlayStation, Xbox. um, There's even one that just came out. Well, it's it's been out for a little bit, but it was new to me. And now I can't think of the name. (laughs) (laughs) well if you think of it let us know for sure (laughs) it's steam deck it's like another version Ah. of a switch um but i can't remember who produced it either so your preferred way to play is on your switch you said correct yes and i am a daily user (laughs) (laughs) yeah like it's one of my favorite things to do like if i'm just watching tv i'll play my switch too because neither of them really require a lot of like mental work. (laughs) So Sarah, what do you like most about cozy games? And I won't ask you for like specific play times, but you mentioned seven days a week. Can you give us a rough estimate of about how much time you're playing them on average? (laughs) Do I want to admit that? (laughs) Like I said, just a rough, just a rough general, you know, maybe I play this much every week. (laughs) man (laughs) I definitely play a few hours a day I would say at least two I will I begrudgingly admit that I've put over a thousand hours into Animal Crossing New Horizons since uh, March of 2020 when it came out (laughs) oh my goodness so I do play a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but I would say in a week probably 10 hours, depending Mm -hmm. on what's really happening that week. And what do you like most about them? Really just the overall vibe that it has. It's constantly bringing me back to that genre. Um, I really just like the simplicity that it brings to everyday life, um, especially with how chaotic everyday life can be. But for example, like with Animal Crossing New Horizons, um, you move to a deserted island and you start as one of three villagers and the other two are adorable animals. And in this real-time game, there's like this long list of relaxing activities to do, you know, from fishing or cooking or gardening, digging for buried treasure, you know, f- doing favors for your neighbors, decorating your island. There's so much that you can do. It's almost impossible to get bored. I would say even like the most stressful part about that game is just making sure you don't run through your flowers (laughs) because it's so frustrating when you finally get your garden to be perfect and then you run through it or you host someone on your island and they run through it. Like that's just (laughs) aggravating. (laughs) And so Um, when you say run through the flowers, you mean literally like take your little character through it and mess up the the flower bed? Yeah, because if it's like... (laughs) 
you just use your little joystick to walk. And then if you hold down B, you start running. And if, if you hold down B and my flowers, we've got beef. <laughs> <laughs> but Animal Crossing is great to feel productive on tough days when you feel like nothing's really going right. Because like I said, there's always something to do, always something to accomplish. It's got the cutest little noises to just really motivate you like if I could put that into my everyday life at work of just like cute little positive noises I, I'm gonna do it I don't know I if I actually that. want that in the podcast feel free to edit that out Tommy if it sounds stupid. <laughs> okay uh so Sarah do you do you play by yourself or do you prefer to play with your friends or family uh, majority of the time I am playing by myself uh but there are some games uh, that I do enjoy playing with others. Uh, for example, that uh, one that I'll talk more about shortly is Stardew Valley. Uh, but that's one game that I can play on Steam with my brother who lives out of state. And we can work on a shared farm together. Or I can play that alone on my Switch. But even Stardew Valley is available on mobile, um, PlayStation, all the, so many, I think almost every platform, but you can't cross platform. So like if he was playing on steam, I couldn't play with him on my switch. I have to be on steam. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. So you've, you've touched, you've touched on this already, but I want to know, could you go into some of your favorite cozy games to play? You've mentioned Stardew Valley, you've mentioned Animal Crossing. So give us just a brief rundown of some of the other cozy style games you like to play and, maybe just some details about what they are and what you like about them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am going to briefly touch on Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley just because I can't help myself. They are my top two. Um, I will say Animal Crossing because that came out right when COVID hit. That was such an amazing escape for me and is really how I survived because while the world was crumbling, you know, I was on a private island with cute animals that speak nonsense. <laughs> you know, it was adorable. Um and Stardew Valley, I really like the, I think the story that it wraps around is really cute um, because it starts with the death of your grandfather and he leaves you the old family farm located in cute little Pelican town. Um, and then he's constantly updating it too. Um, the guy who created it, his name's Eric Barone. He made it entirely by himself, just fresh out of college to enhance his computer skills. Uh, but he works under the name of Concerned Ape. <laughs> which, I, which I love even more. <laughs> um, but he's constantly updating it too. So there's always something new. Um, even in just the two years that I've been playing it, um, I want to say there's been at least three updates for the Switch, uh, which is pretty impressive for a guy working by himself. But there's just so many things that you can do um, with Stardew Valley. I may or may not have like a notebook dedicated to my notes about this game and like literally planning out harvest to maximize the amount of money I make. And then, but also like, again, with the online communities, there's so much information out there because though I get 90% of my information from Concerned Apes, uh, Stardew Valley Wiki online, there's still so many tips and tricks that I get from like Facebook groups that I'm a part of or subreddits that I read. But to talk about new games, uh, I'm going to actually talk about one that's probably even more popular than both of those, even though Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley are staples in the cozy game industry. We're going to talk about Pokemon, which is debatably a cozy game. And I will fight anyone on it because I can totally be the world's best Pokemon trainer from the comfort of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel like I don't even really have to explain Pokemon just because it's so well known. But to give those who don't know, uh, basically you become 
a trainer in this adorable world where you have I don't even really want to call them animals, but it's just these creatures that you befriend and have these battles with, um, with other trainers and, and their creatures. Um, Pokemon was actually even originally named Pocket Monsters, so I, but it feels inappropriate to call them monsters. <laughs> <laughs> they're not monsters, they're adorable. Some of them are ridiculously cute. Um, in the newest one that's coming out, uh, I want to say it's Violet and Ruby. No, it's not Ruby. I can't remember the name. Uh, but then the most recent Pokemon one coming out, there's a dog-styled Pokemon named Fido, and it's spelled F-I-D-O-U-G-H, and it has, like, pastry ears. It's the cutest thing. I'm going to have to send it to you later because <laughs> it's literally the cutest thing in the world. But it's, like, it's such an aggressive battle tactic with this cute little dog with pastry ears, you know? But there's also menacing ones as well. Me too. And Pokemon brings back a lot of nostalgia for me. I remember getting up and getting ready for school watching Pokemon. So Yes. Yeah, oh, I used gosh. to love Pokemon. I used to be so into the DS games. So that's actually something that my husband and I do for fun. Uh, we will both pick one of our old games and just totally restart. I mean, we have... The classics like blue, red, and yellow, emerald, ruby, and sapphire. Oh, like, up. really? Yeah. Tommy, I'm going to send you my husband's bookshelf. It is truly beautiful. That's amazing. Like, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, to tell more about Pokemon as well, uh, for those who don't know, like you become a trainer in this adorable world and you just want to become the best there ever was. You just raise your Pokemon to higher levels, teach them new moves, make new friends. Um, in some versions, you can even have like your own little hideout that you can decorate. Uh, but in the end, when you really truly win the game is uh, when you beat the final four. Pokemon Thank League, you. final four. Thank you. <laughs> I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> I have to say, after you said, be the best trainer you can be, I was singing the theme song in my head. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> I mean, how else can you describe the true game without being like, you want to be the best like no yeah. one ever was? To catch exactly. them is the, is my final test. To train them <laughs> is my cause. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so Sarah, before the next question, I have to ask, have you or your husband ever finished the Pokédex in one of the games? Yes, actually. Yes. Um, okay. There, of course, Ben, especially he, <laughs> I mean, this is what he learned how to read with, you know, like back in kindergarten, which is adorable to me. <laughs> um, but I will even admit the most recent Pokemon release that's actually out, uh, Pokemon Arceus, um, that one, I am so close to finishing um i have all of them except this one spirit tomb he is just evading me like no other and that's because to get him you have to like capture 120 tiny little wisps they look like blue flames in the game and they're just like floating around within the five regions you're allowed to travel in and I think I have like 102 and there's 120 or maybe it's like I have like eight left. I can't totally remember. I've walked away from it because I got so frustrated, <laughs> um, but that's my last one. And then I raise him to like level 10 and then I, that's when I technically complete the Pokédex and it's going to be a good day. So somewhat Pokemon outsider, I have to ask, I've never played a Pokemon game before. I'm familiar with the, like what Pokemon are. I watched the show, but finishing the Pokédex, is that literally catching all of the Pokemon? 
all of them. Um, okay. and it's, it, it feels very impossible. Um, and in Pokemon Arceus, you even have to do like research levels. So once you catch the Pokemon, there's still things you have to do with them. You have to, like, it'll give you a list per, uh, per Pokemon and per evolution even. Uh, but what will happen is, is like, you have to use one move so many times, or it has to, the Pokemon has to fall out of a tree so many times, or re- <laughs> some very, and that is actually one of them, but there's some ridiculous things you have to accomplish. But then once it reaches research level 10, then you've completed everything. And so all of mine are completed except for him. Wow. <laughs> like I said, I was a little salty, had to walk away. I'm going to come back to it. I just needed some time. <laughs> so if someone is into gaming, but not really cozy games, what's the first game you would recommend to like get them started in this genre? It really depends on the person. Uh, So like if it was someone like my husband who's more into strategy, I would suggest Pokemon, Minecraft, things like that, uh, where it has a little bit more combat to it. Uh, Or not even combat, but just more strategic playing. Um, But if it was someone like me who cries at any animal they see and wants to become (laughs) its best friend and not even friends with the owner, I would recommend like Animal Crossing. (laughs) Um, But I would even say... They're, the cozy game genre is heavy, heavily populated by uh, farm life uh, simulators like Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley is definitely not the only one. I was even looking last night on the Nintendo eShop on my Switch, and there were so many that I hadn't even heard of yet. And I feel like I'm very in tune with the community. <laughs> um, so really my biggest suggestion uh, to anyone that's wanting to get into the cozy game genre uh, would be just to look through the games, um, watch some trailers and some gameplay on YouTube to really just understand the game better and see if it's something that even kind of interests you. Um, There's been a few games that I, you know, found interesting, but when I started playing, I didn't like it. I just didn't keep playing it. You know, I just, it's really just testing out what really fits you. But I also recommend, uh, talking to your friends that also play video games that kind of know what you like. You may, like I found out through actually um, our sweet coworker, Lauren Sestere. She actually is the one who introduced me to Stardew Valley uh, when we were on the K-12 implementation team together back in 2019. Great recommendations. Truly. Yeah. So there's, there's a ton of options out there. Um, And if you're, if you're also a switch user, um, I would, I typically browse like the lifestyle and RPG, RPG genres, which means role-playing game, Um, or even just searching for the word cozy. Even if cozy is not in the title, you'll typically find cozy in the description. There is one thing I wanted to kind of touch on here, because you mentioned like cozy covers a lot of different categories. So some of the things underneath those are farm simulators or life simulators, like you said. So from an outsider's perspective who hasn't really experienced cozy games, they might ask something like, well, if you wanted to play a farm simulating game, why don't you just go have a garden? Or if you want to play a life simulating game, why don't you just go (laughs) do something in your real life? Could you talk about what the difference is and why it's entertaining to do those things in a video game? Well, it is nice that the game uh, it's like for Stardew Valley example, you know, uh, it costs like $15. Starting an actual garden is going to be so much more than that. I don't have the greenest of thumbs. I wouldn't say I have a, a, you know, a dark thumb, but it's definitely not 
a bright green. <laughs> uh, so it's hard for someone like me to really keep a plant alive for a long time. So trying to have a garden, though that's something I do want to do in my daily life, this one feel is a little requires a little less commitment, a little a little less risk. And so it's fun to be able to just log on to Stardew Valley and, you know, run around my farm, do my little things, take care of my cows and chickens. I actually recently just got an ostrich, which is a big win for me. Uh, But, you know, it's just a little, it's just nice to be able to also set it down and walk away when I, if I may be getting stressed out by it, because like I mentioned earlier, like I actually plan out my harvests. I have a notebook dedicated to this. Like I know what every character likes and doesn't like. And yes, this information can be found online, but I'm also the weirder that likes a notebook. There's just, sometimes it can get stressful with all the pieces that go into the game. I mean, even with Animal Crossing, there's so many things you can do. There's a lot of customization options, not just with your character, but the furniture in your house and your island itself. I mean, I've been, a, like I said earlier, I've been playing for almost a thousand, over a thousand hours and my island is still not as great as I want it to be. And I'm constantly changing it too, especially with now it being October, Halloween's about to happen. I've totally decked out my island and pumpkins and all the spooky <laughs> stuff. It's so cute. Oh, I wish it were real. <laughs> but again, it's nice to be able to just set it down, walk away and like check back into reality. So Sarah, what has playing cozy games allowed you to learn about yourself? It's nice to be able to really relax because again, these games don't really get stressful, even with the little combat that happens in Stardew Valley. Does it make my heart race? Yes. Am I actually stressed <laughs> out? No. <laughs> and so it's nice to be able to just kind of check out for a little bit and play this game. I'm in a totally different world uh, where I'm having, where I run this farm or I'm talking to my animal villagers. It's just so relaxing. Um, and so it's a really allowed me to just kind of like set time aside for myself and just immerse myself in this game. And then after two hours, I'll go back to doing laundry, you know, washing dishes, all the little mundane things in life that are required of me. <laughs> so Sarah, if someone is brand new to video games in general, uh, how would you recommend they get started? Oh, well, I mean, the world of video games, it's, it's quite vast. And there's a lot of options in the sense of systems to use you know do I want to play on my laptop do I want to play on a switch or a ds do I want to play on a steam deck or my playstation I mean there's a lot of options again I would really just ask a friend who plays video games and who knows you and it's like hey like I'm interested in getting started like what games do you play that you think I might enjoy or you know maybe there's like a a co-op game like Stardew Valley that's another great way to introduce someone to a farm life simulators because there's a co-op option um, which is easier to play on Steam than it is a Switch because you'd have to physically share the Switch. Uh, and same with uh, Animal Crossing. But really just ask a friend or browse through games that are available at the local shop nearby. There's always game stores in town. And I love even going in and just being like, hey, I'm interested in trying a new game. Like, this is what I normally play. What do you have in store that you would recommend to me? Um, and that always starts a great conversation. I also recommend watching gameplay on YouTube. If you kind of, you know, you've heard from a friend like, oh, hey, you might like Pokemon. You can browse on YouTube watching gameplay of all the different variations of Pokemon that are available and just choose from that. 
Um, and again, you are probably going to play a few games that you're going to end up not liking. That happens to everybody. Yeah, just watch YouTube, ask your friends, read reviews on the internet because everybody has an opinion. You'll definitely find something that you like. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show today to talk about your love for cozy games. I think you had some really great advice for people who don't know what it is, or maybe they know a little bit, but aren't sure how to get into that genre of gaming. So thank you so much for being here today. It was a great conversation. Absolutely. My pleasure. And anyone feel free to welcome out uh, to reach out to me on Teams. I'm happy to give you a list of something to start with if you want. All right. Now we get to continue our executive advice segment. And with me today, I have Pat Hegarty. Hi, Pat. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Tommy? Um, we're doing great. So we'll get right into it. Uh, what advice do you have uh, for any associates or any members of the Nelnet family? In my five years at Nelnet, my first two years were somewhat in a fog because of the complexities of Nelnet and how big the, the Nelnet groups are. It, it became obvious to me after a couple of years of building Facts Ed that there was this incredibly wonderful opportunity beyond facts that and facts in the Nelnet world. And so if I could provide anybody new to Nelnet or who's been with Nelnet for a while um, advice on how to grow here at Nelnet, I would, I would probably refer back to the guiding principles for those of us who work at facts Ed and say that as a, as a Nelnet associate to be positive and commit yourself to being kind and honest and open at all times would be right thing to do. I think that if we are innovative in, in how we approach our work and being committed to adapting to the needs of others, it's the right thing to do. And then two things I think are, are really critical for people who are new to Nelnet or working to grow in Nelnet. One is to be open to growth and, and be committed to gaining the knowledge and perspective um, of a greater world and how we can become more influential in that world. And the last thing, one of our guiding principles is to be authentic and we're committed to doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Um, I think that Nelnet has so much to offer people and to be open to that, but, but at the same time being really good at what you're employed to do, it, it's a, um, gosh darn, it's a, a great place to learn and to grow and I think to increase your influence among your colleagues and to the greater Nelnet world. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that. Honestly, great advice. Um, I know I can talk from experience only being here a couple months. Nelnet is a little overwhelming. So thank you for saying all that. 